My name is Will Kilinoscopy. Calamari. <clears throat> calamari. You're calamari. Caliente. Yo, Will Kilinoscopy and calamari. Shrimp. We're a crime-fighting duo. Actually, no, we're crime-solving duo. There's a difference between crime-fighting and crime-solving. Spicy and the shrimp. Oh, that's even better. It's like a 70s cop show. Oh, that's good, right there. That's so good. And then what you do there is you go like chick, 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 with the with the uh the the with the guitar. You get a wah pedal. Yeah. Right? And then boom. Yep. You got a horns. Then you have a little shrimp running across the street, jumping over a car and sliding across a hood. Then I am pretty sure the Muppets has probably done this bit. In some Muppets doesn't have a shrimp. It has a king prawn. King prawn, you know, I know, I know, I get it, I get it. But I feel like there probably is some crossover with this idea with the Muppets. But I'm not entirely sure. Muppets have done a lot. They've done a lot. They've been around forever. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for the Dragon Reborn. Ooh. Yeah. We actually did some reading this time. It's not just us figuring it out without reading. We're actually doing the fucking book. Um, well, I technically don't own the book yet, so I've been doing listening. Yeah, I actually so I, just I, I called him. Get that clear. I called him this clear that out before this morning and I recited the entire prologue to him over the phone while he was doing dishes. I don't have the audiobook yet. <laughs> Will is my audiobook, right? Yeah, it's not. It's kind of fun. It's yeah, it's fun, but like it's it's more interactive because he can ask me questions. He goes like, "Wait, who's that guy? Wait, who's this guy?" I can stop. I can be like, "Hold on a minute, I got to microwave a cheese bagel." Yeah. Welcome to season four of the chapter by chapter podcast. This is official. This is official. We're doing Last it. Last one was predictions. This is now. This is the book. This is the prologue. We are doing it. We are. We are on it our way. That I don't have the book yet because i will have it thing is is i i want to find i'm really hoping is really hoping to find the book in a free library yeah like, damn yeah not only is it free because that's a knock someone over there <laughs> not only is it free because that's a fun that's a treat but it's the hunt it's the thrill of the hunt. yeah yeah absolutely the great hunt and uh, it's been a very unsuccessful hunt so as i said audiobook for me that's fine. Doesn't matter. That's that. That's fine. It's fine. You you can do you, audiobook count. Audio. Uh, speaking of free libraries, though, I walked I walked by the one that I frequent uh, every once in a while, and uh, so for our last season, I picked up. Uh, I found the Great Hunt in that free library there, and I already owned the book. But I just wanted to like grab it because, especially early, greedy. yeah, be greedy. But I, especially at the beginning of the season, I just wanted to have like the cover in front of me and actually like kind of know where you were at some points in the book. You know what I mean? Do you kind of have? Do you guys want to know the truth about that? You guys want to know the real truth about that? The the thing, the truth is, is that I found my copy of The Great Hunt in a free library like a week before Will did. And then I know. Will was just like, oh, I also found one, so I'll take a picture of it, and I'll send it to Steve, and I'll keep it even though I don't need it. Even though I could be letting someone read this book who's maybe not fortunate enough to have it in their life. I know. I know. However, well, after a few weeks of having it, I was like, you know what? Steve is on me. Like, crazy I am, he's screaming. I am on you. he's on me sometimes it is not good 
and I gotta get this it book is. back. So I went and That's put nice. the back. I went and put the book back, and it's been a couple months since I since I put the book back. Walk by the free library like two days ago, and I see the book in the in the case. It's there. However, it's still there. It's still there. But when I put it back, it was in great condition. Like it was it was solid condition. But now I looked at it in there, and uh, that book. It is a mess, and it's not like it's not like uh, somebody took it and read it. It didn't look like that. It looked like somebody threw it oh. in a puddle and stomped on it a little bit, and then put it back. Oh, no. So I was like, man, I should have kept it just for like, and, or at least maybe saved it for somebody else and kept it in the good condition because whoever took it after that, uh, there's also a possibility that it just got rained on because like those free libraries, they're awesome, but they're not the most secure pieces of technology. <laughs> <laughs> ever it's true <laughs> you know people just build them yeah sometimes they're super secure and great yeah sometimes they're not because people just build them yeah sometimes but some people have them on their lawn <laughs> yeah exactly sometimes it's just like a cardboard box with they they tried to put like a little piece of glass in front of it and then they pre-smash the glass with their fist and they angle it wherever the rain is pointing at and those books get fucked but they must have done recent repairs because when i went there two days ago there was a glass there was a glass thing on it. However, it's only a matter of time before somebody smashes it, replaces it with a piece of cardboard, starts breaking da- breaking down all the books and everything. It's only a matter of time. It happens to everybody. You need plexiglass. You need plastic. Yeah. Saran, saran wrap. Anything That's that good. can sort of not be smashed. Yeah. You need smash-proof lids. Smash mouth. <laughs> smash, smash mouth? I'll take Smash Mouth. All right, everybody. We are getting into the prologue today. And the prologue, actually, going off the top here, man. This prologue, it's a pretty damn good prologue. We've been through how many prologues? Three? This is our third prologue? This is probably up there with my top. Yeah. This is in my top three of prologues of the series. <laughs> it's in mine, too. Yeah. No. I will say. It's definitely in mine. It's a, it's a good prologue. You kind of know a bit more of what's going on. And it's kind of also, once again, catering to a first-time reader of the series in a, yes. like, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a great lay of the land of what's happening around the world. You're introduced to a whole bunch of new characters that you, uh, some, well, not actually one new character, one mysterious character that I think is a character we already know, and uh, or two, another new character, and then one more character that we saw from the last book, Biar. Biar. So... Let's get in it. You're ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready to go. We open up this chapter with a brand new character. His name is Padron Nial. And he? Padron Nial. Yes. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. I haven't listened to the audiobook. Is that how they say it in the audiobook? I think so. Good enough for me. Uh, I don't remember the exact pronunciation. I think it was Nial. Okay. So he is the Lord Captain Commander of the fortress of light, which is, you know, cool title. It's a pretty cool title. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a step up from the Lord commander from game of Thrones. You know, you got, you got Lord captain. This commander. isn't no game of Thrones shit. It's way, it's like five steps up. Like this is business card. Yeah. worthy. You put that on a business card, a nice business card. Absolutely. On thick card stock. Oh yeah. People know you're doing business. People know you mean business with raised lettering. You know, Ooh. and some braille, and some braille just on the like bottom left side. 
or bottom right side that's like yeah. tasteful. And some brie, some cheese too. A little sample of sampling of brie attached to your business card. Perfect. Yeah, that's ex- that's a great. Nobody thinks of this when they're applying for jobs. This is what nobody thinks of it. No, this is what new university graduates have to really need. To, that's this is what they need to do. They need to add a little piece of cheese on the back of their business cards when they go apply for new jobs. Well, the thing is, is you know, everyone says uh, cover letters, this and that are important on your resumes and CVs, but really, if you attach a little. A little brie, a little piece of cheese, a little chunk, maybe a little mini charcuterie board of something on there. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna sweeten them up. Yeah, and honestly, if I speaking completely honest here, the years I worked in management, if I ever got a <laughs> resume that had cheese attached to it, immediately hired or some sort of a little uh, charcuterie board. I mean, you're you're absolutely getting an interview. You got to know more <laughs> at that point. Doesn't matter what the rest of that resume looks like. Yeah, you're just like I gotta um, see. You're, I gotta you're see. Getting, you're getting 15 minutes of my time. Oh yeah. At that point. Yeah, it's a it's a no brainer for sure. So Lord Captain Commander Pedro Nile, he is uh, the head honcho, the big turkey, the big cheese of the children of the light. Big Turk, I like that. Yeah, the big Turk. That's good. Um, and they're all hanging. He's at the place called the Fortress of Light, and the Fortress of Light is the headquarters of the Children of Light. You know, it's got a big old sign on the front that says "Children of Light." It's got a little apple sign or something like that. What would the Children Light of Light like be? The what would be the lo- it's got, logo? It's got ten percent off on. Uh, I guess it would be the sunburst. Appies, all appetizers. Yeah, ten percent off all appetizers on Tuesdays. Mmm, that's good. Is that like the staff restaurant? The staff restaurant. Yeah. It must have a staff sure. restaurant. They probably call it a mess I don't know hall. What are talking about? Oh, boo! Yeah, I know what I'm doing. So, Padrian is talking to <laughs> is talking to Br. Br. Yeah. It has just come back from, or maybe not just come back. Maybe it's been a couple of months at least. But he has come back from the battle at Tommen's Head. Br was the second to Jeffrey Bornhold, who was the captain of the children of light the thousand man army that went to fight at Toman's head and they're all dead they're all gone so br is now talking to Padron, laying down the laying down what happened and uh specifically what happened is he has word or confirmation of who the new false dragon might look like he's got a little like drawing it's a little stick figure he's got red hair he's got a sword <laughs> He's got a dragon face <laughs> he's got and big old dragon wings <laughs> and a tail. And he's like, that's the false dragon. Fire. And Padron's like, hmm. He's like, yes. Isn't yes. that uh, Trogdor? The mighty? No, different. And then it goes like, <laughs> kicks in. That Trogdor song. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Pretty, pretty much I, that exactly happens. He's like, that's, that's Trogdor. Or Rand, whatever. Uh, that's the false dragon. And uh, BR now is kind of giving kind of a lay of the land situation in terms of like what has happened since the Battle of Tommen's Head. For example, the area around Tommen's Head, which I'm going to pull up my map here. Get your maps out. You don't have a map, bitch. I don't have, even have the book. I can get out the Great Hunt map. That's good. I'll okay. That. Okay. That's uh, that's that's fine. You can do that. So It's in color. The, uh, the people of Almuth Plain and Terrabon... Our are in war right now. For now, hold on. The Terrabon, the home of the Terraboners. Terraboners, exactly. Okay. Okay. I, <laughs> I think there's Demani involved in there, 
And there's uh and anyone who didn't listen to our last season, um, if you're starting right here for some reason, the Damani are the sex slave wizards. Yeah, yeah, real fun. Real. <laughs> Just thought, yep, <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun book. So there, these two areas are now battling with each other with so many different sides, like claiming that they're fighting for the dragon. Like we've got Trollocs going on. We've got uh, Damani. We've got Sean Chan. We've got. Uh, Children of Light. Well, maybe not so much Children of Light anymore, but there's there's a lot of activity Technically, going on. Technically, they're part of the battle. Exactly. But there's also like just these two areas also fighting with each other, Almuth Plain and Terrabon. Uh, I guess for the oh, last... Oh, man. It's like, uh, it's like the elections that just happened, isn't it? Oh! Uh, wow. Yeah. Politics. Yeah, very, very, very timely. This is not going to land so well when we drop this in October next year. <laughs> next year's is coming out yeah depending i don't know when these seasons are coming out guys want to know a little behind the scenes we've actually recorded every season for for all the dune books we have like six whole seasons of dune just in the bank we started in 2012 and that that is like why we exist it's why <laughs> like, it's our origin story really dune just corrupted our brains yeah and now, and instead and I'm of okay with that. instead of using all that content, we decided to go with real time. <laughs> We're holding it back to release uh, <laughs> later on as a big whole work of art, like a Cimmerillion. Ooh, I like that. That's good. That's good. Um, during this conversation between Padron and Br, Padron kind of gives like a he gives me a feeling that he's kind of questioning this situation. You know, he's like, I I feel like he can trust Br. But at the same time, I don't think he trusted uh, Jeffrey Bornhold. And we find out later on in this chapter that he had information that Jeffrey Bornhold might have been a dark friend. So uh, with BR's information, I mean, like, yeah, like I said, Pedrin, Pedrin is kind of like questioning the situation. At least I get the feeling from that. Maybe, I don't know. Do you? Do you get that same feeling? Probably not as much. I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't paying attention. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have this picture of the cover on my phone. And I was just staring at it. Oh, uh, I don't have the book. Yeah. So I just have a picture of the cover of the book. Oh, so you're working all. You're already thinking of how to kind of put our faces on those on those characters right now. You're already. That's what I've been thinking this whole time. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to any of this. And I think. Well, I guess by the time this is out, it's already been. It'll have been made. It, it'll be the made. Artwork will be attached. Yeah, but you know because it's Rand. I think that's Rand on the front here, and he's got like a, a sword glowing above him. Who's that in front? In front of her, or him? Sorry. In f- what? Who's that? The people at the side of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that? I don't know. It looks like fucking. <laughs> it looks like that guy from the Goonies. <laughs> Which one? There's like the, there's like the six old, of them. It looks like all of them. Yeah, it looks like the older brother from the Goonies. Josh it Brolin. also looks like, yeah, it looks like Josh Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, the axe makes me think it's Perrin. Okay. That's Perrin and Matt. Ooh. Young Josh Brolin would have been a, a good casting choice for for Perrin. That's a good choice. Uh, essentially, this count, like, Padron wraps, Padron wraps up this conversation kind of going like, you know what? Go tell... Jeffrey Bornhold's son that he's dead. Go do that. Thank you for all the information. Uh, apparently, Bor- <laughs> BR is like, 
look, I believe Aes Sedai are also evil and they've been helping the dark friends and the false dragon and they've been killing all of our people. And uh, they're all awful. We got to kill all. And of them. yeah, he's like, we got to kill all of them. Mm-hmm. Pedrin is like, like, what? I'm in. I hate them anyways. They broke their three O's. Apparently there's a uh, three O's, which is kind of a interesting um, uh, piece of information that we have not seen about the Aes Sedai. At least I not yet. Under my no, but at the same time, it was sort of an exposition to explain I said I to people. Yeah, exactly. So, like, like you said earlier, perfect. Like, you can just come in. Mm-hmm. So, the three O's come on in. Uh, for the I said I are to speak no word that was not true, like Fight Club, like Fight Club, to make no weapon for one man to kill another, like Fight Club, like Fight Club. To use the one power as a weapon only against dark friends and shadow spawn. Uh, being John Malkovich. I was going to say Big Mama's House too, but you know, pretty, pretty, similar. pretty very close. Similar. <laughs> so, uh, according to Pedrin, he's like, they've broken these three oaths. This doesn't matter to them. They've been liars from the beginning. So, fuck the Aes Sedai. We're going to war. We're going to war. His voice in the audiobook was like my Skeletor voice. I love it. We will destroy them. Is he the, or the Padden, there's a guy that, one of these guys is Padden Fane, right? Yes, there's one guy, his name is Ordeeth, or Ordeeth, or, or, Di- or, yeah, or something. I think it was him. Yeah. His, his, his voice in the, in the audiobook was just Skeletor, it was like the Skeletor voice. Yeah. Hello. No, no need to worry about me. No, not evil. No, not Padden Fane. <laughs> Definitely not uh, Padden Fane. <laughs> What? What? Ah. Uh, I think one final piece of information that comes from this conversation is that BR says that the Children of Light were betrayed by this kid that he saw, and he knows his name. His name is Perrin. Yeah, a lot of heat falling down on Perrin. Well, right he now. killed those. He killed those Children of Light back in the back in the first book, and uh, BR knows it. And he's they're like, "Do you know for sure?" And he's just like, "Undoubtedly, one hundred percent." Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, I know that kid. there were wolf droppings everywhere. I'm going to get him. Yeah, there was. A, he was just. He just. He was digging. He's putting his nose in places. Pooping, pooping and pooping <laughs> and po- in the hole. Pooping in the hole. Like, like you, like you like to do. I, it's the only way I can do it now. Well, it, it's a good. It, there's worse ways. There are worse ways. There's w- way worse ways. I, this is a f- fun little side note. The other day, well, I guess it's not fun. But the other day, I was walking. <laughs> And I looked down, I was just walking the dog, and I looked down the alley, and I saw a man pooping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah just squatting. Just squat, like, just squatting, leaning up against the wall with his pants around his ankles, and he was just pooping. Ah, I, I, part of me just respects that, you know? Well, really, you know, it's kind of sad, but I don't know that man's story. He might have been a businessman, and he might have been re- 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 just very busy today, and just in the middle of business, and doing so much business that he had no much, no time to get anywhere else and he just had to do business sometimes you gotta go all right he gives br leave to go tell jeffrey borrowed son uh that his dad's dead and next we are introduced to a children of light inquisitor by the name of keridan now keridan he is to come in and he starts reporting on all the dark friends that are hanging around foam now, Keridan is the guy, I think, when they introduce him, they're like, he's a, you know, he's a middle-aged man, muscular. Yeah. Uh, salt and peppery, kind of, you know. Likes to jog. Going on, likes to jog. And I, and I was like, this is what I want to be. 
Yeah. I want to aspire to be carried in, in my middle age, yeah. which is like two years away. Yeah, it's really it's really close. I guess back in the middle, I mean, it's, medieval times. It depends who you ask, because really, I, this is medieval times. I'm dead. <laughs> medieval times, you hit thirty, it's over, and I'm you but know, in I'm the, already a few years. But in, in the fan favorite restaurant and event place, oh, medieval times. Wow, he's he's living. Have we ever talked about medieval times on the podcast? We have talked about it extensively on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are multiple okay. episodes. I think there's even Dune episodes where we just go off on medieval times. Right, okay. Well, that's good. I have a lot to say about medieval times, <laughs> there's a, clearly. There's a lot and, to uh, say. <laughs> I've been to medieval times more than most people. Oh, man. I want to go. Period. All right. So, Carradin comes in. He's giving information about dark friends in Falm and that they're uh, being aided by Aes Sedai. He's telling tales and rumors that Arthur Hawkwing was shot, was uh, spotted during the Battle of Tommen's Head, and uh, well, he was. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly, he was. Um, also, apparently, some other heroes from the Age of Legend were there as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's because they were Brigida Strongheart. Yep. Oscar Wilde. Yep. He was there. Apple Diap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> Apple the Apple there. Yeah. Taboo followed him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh and also there are rumors about Trollocs in these lands as well. And now this is a piece of interest uh, information that is interesting to me is that the Children of Light didn't believe in Trollocs and now here comes the inquisitor saying like there's rumors of Trollocs. And this sparks a conversation between Pedrin and uh Caridan going like, "Oh, you told me before that uh Jeffrey Bornhold would be a dark or is maybe a dark friend and now you're telling me there's trollocs everywhere like what's the deal man you're just like you're just saying everything he's like look look i say a lot of things i don't know do you know i had a couple i had like five of those uh butter whiskeys that <laughs> you don't even know what that is do you know what happens when you put butter and whiskey together <laughs> Oof. yeah i don't know what i i, I don't know I, th- I don't know what to tell you about i think you get the plot of <laughs> ghostbusters i think that's what happens <laughs> But Caradin is like, look, I know I can get this false dragon. I know where he can, where he might be, and I can get this all wrapped up in like in within the summer. You know, <laughs> that's a long time. Uh, this will take me July and like half of August. Yeah, honestly, at best. But don't. I'm not going to give you like a specific due date because sometimes strong summer can stretch yeah. into a little bit of September as well, and I might don't hold me do anything actually <laughs> actually i'm terrible at commitments <laughs> uh Pedrin's like fuck you you are crazy i hate you and you're not going to do that instead what i want you to do is make sure that nobody kills the false dragon and instead kill all ice and die that would go up against him he's like why would you do that that's like treason that's blasphemy well and i like this uh it's like it's almost like a plan that's like Making the people choose the lesser of two evils, you know, if you release the dra- false dragon amongst the people and just chaos and he says a lion. Yeah, he says a lion. He says a lion. The actual term is a lion. He says, <clears throat> well, he says, if you release a lion into the streets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the people will fear the lion mm-hmm. and beg for the lion to be dealt with. So you kill the lion. Exactly. 
and then you display it in the streets for the people. Perfect. And you say, ha ha ha, I have bested the lion and saved you. And before the people even have a chance to realize what happened, you start making more orders and you start making more demands. I can see that and part of the called... book. Le- that book, part of the book, left an impact on you. You, <laughs> you repeated it verbatim. Well, because it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a move that I know that I use, and it's called "lying in the streets, lying in the sheets." <laughs> I was, I was hoping for like you calling it like the Steve Swashbuckler. Because I've also heard you say that before. No, no, I'm saving that for some... That's a pirate thing. <laughs> I'm saving that for when we get more pirate-themed related content. Absolutely. So uh, that's the plan that he's telling Keridan to now carry out. Keridan is like, all right, I guess I'm going to do this. And he leaves. This is where we are introduced to Ordith or Ordiath. What do they say in the audio? Hello. Yeah. Hello. I am not Padapain. Oh, pardon. I'm Ordith. My name is... Also, you guys stop asking me what they said in the audiobook. I, I listened to it like a couple hours ago. I know, I know. But I... I was mowing the lawn. <laughs> I was picking up dog poop and stuff, and I was like screaming at dogs. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. But I can tell you is he talked like Skeletor. Uh, this guy is no doubt Pat and Fane. Like, there's no doubt in my mind he is Pat and Fane. What do you mean? I'm com- No, I'm completely different. Ah, uh, my name, first of all, is Patent. I mean, my name, first of all, is Ordeef. Or- Ordeef? And I have a mustache. I have a big mustache. <laughs> it takes a long time. It would take a long time to grow this mustache. Yeah. Yes. Please admire the mustache. He's constant. I have a rat tail. <laughs> that takes a long time to grow, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes. All, yes. <laughs> So, he comes in. Apparently, he's been hanging out at the Fortress of Light for the last little bit. I don't know why. I don't know how. Apparently, he showed up and he was just kind of, like, weathered and... uh, Sounds like something that a lying madman, evil Pad and Fane would say. Absolutely. And he comes... He was listening through, like, a secret doorway or something like that to the entire conversations that were going on. Uh, with Pedro. Look, Pat and Fane has tin can telephones set up all over the place. And that's what we got here. Is that there was a little string with a tin can hanging down the roof. Yeah. And we follow it. We follow that string and it leads over to Ordeef. And he's just sitting there with a tin can up on his ear going, Oh, ho, 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 ho. Pat, Pat and I, Ordeef, I mean, Ordeef, how's you now? I don't know the truth. <laughs> And they're just like, oh, man, I'm hungry. You want good tacos? Oh, tacos. tacos. There's no good tacos around here. Best tacos are in Two Rivers. Oh, yeah. You're talking about that place, uh, Loco Lou's Two Tacos? Two Rivers, Two Tacos? The Two two Tacos. (laughs) Ooh. What's that, a ghost? Oh. Shh. Is there ghosts involved now? Taco ghosts? Oh, no ghost. No ghost. No ghost here. (laughs) Okay, what's... I don't know what's going on. It's never... It's never... Guys, pro tip. It's never a ghost. It's always a guy. I like to believe in ghosts. I want there to be ghosts. But it's always a guy hiding in your house. Making weird noises. It's never actually a ghost. Oh, 
That's me. See, that is probably someone you should inform the police about and have arrested promptly. I'm a ghost. That's what they'll say. <laughs> That's what they'll say. You can't believe them. Because <laughs> if that ghost takes her pants off or any other piece of clothing, I mean... That's a big problem. All right. All right. Ghosts can't take off their clothing. It's a thoroughly binded to them. So Ardith is now talking to Padron and he's like, oh, I've been, uh, I wasn't listening to any of the conversations that you were having, but I definitely was. Uh, and I have more information to give you. So, <laughs> uh, so the false dragon, yeah, his name is Rand. And he's also got that his friend is Perrin, by the way. And he's all, they've also got another buddy named Matt. And Matt is... Uh, yeah, this is just a giant exposition drop. Yeah, exactly. And he's point. like, they're all from this place called the Two Rivers. And, you know, you never know where the Dark Friends are going to show up. You think they'd be in the cities. Uh-uh, they're going to be in small, isolated towns. I think you should go check out that Two Rivers place. And pretty much... Yeah, they got great tacos. Pa- yeah, yeah. Pedro Nile is like, you're totally right. I want to see those tacos. And I want to see if those Dark Friends... So we mm-hmm. might be going to uh, Two Rivers. And that's where the scene with Pedro Nile ends. And then we cut to another scene with Carradine, who is like, do, 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 do. He's like walking around. He's like, hey, he's having a tea. He's looking for his, he's looking for his butler. Uh, you know, uh, he's like a Gaston. And then uh, who, yeah. who's Jeeves. Yeah, Jeeves. He's like, Jeeves? Where are you, Jeeves? They're butternut. <laughs> <laughs> But it turns out Jeeves is not there. It's a mirror draw. And it's revealed to ah! us that Carradin is actually a dark friend. Or at least a dark friend sy- sympathizer. Carry on my way with Yeah. And he's like. Dung, 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 dung. And he pulls off his shirt and he has like a vampire cloak underneath. I love it. And he puts on a slipknot mask and he just starts playing people evil <laughs> shit. Slipknot, <laughs> which is a horrible song. Where did all these beer cakes come from? And baseball bats. <laughs> Nails. There's nails sticking out of everything. What's going on? Uh, the mirror drawl tells Carradine that he can't follow those orders by uh, Patron Nile. He instead has to go kill Rand. And... Uh, Pretty much, like I think he beats him, bat, like bats him around a little bit, throws him up against a wall. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably does a little jig, smackaroo, like little little dance, uh, and then he disappears. So now Carradin is in uh, stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place, between ordering an assassination of Rand or protecting Rand and following the orders of the Children of Light. And the Children of Light will eventually kill Rand, anyways. But it's more of a strategic move. So that is where our chapter ends. We did it. Woo-wee. I'm like a Sanchan in the middle of July. That was a long prologue. We say, I mean, I agree it's probably the strongest prologue of the three so far, but it's also probably the longest. Yeah. I mean, we also probably uh, extended the length of this prologue by uh, talking about medieval times again, but. Well, on the audiobook, <laughs> it was like 45 minute. It was like a 45 minute chap. It, wow. I think it took me about yeah. 45 minutes to, to read, actually. I probably wow. more slow reader. You're a speak reader. Thank you for joining us once again on our fourth journey, chapter by chapter. 
We'll be getting into chapter one tomorrow. On Monday. Much excite. We're getting on on Monday. Well, that's tomorrow. That's, you know, we're getting into chapter one on Monday, which could be tomorrow to some people. It's tomorrow to me. I don't know. The weekend's kind of a write-off. So, it's exciting. And thank you so much for being here. Uh, top of the season, top of the morning, let's just say, please go check out our Patreon. Chapter by chapter podcast. Patreon.com slash chapter by chapter podcast.com. I mess that up every time. You know, we're not probably not going to stop talking about that. So you'll hear more about it. Please go check us out there. We have a bonus podcast where it's a weekly special edition bonus podcast. Let me tell you, there have been some cheesy episodes, some dirty cheese episodes lately. You're getting the dirt, you're getting the cheese. Oh, boy. But please go check us out there. If not, that's fine. But if you do, we love you. Please, everyone, stay safe out there. We're not out of this thing. So some parts of the world are not out of this thing yet. This whole pandemic thing. So stay safe. Do what you got to do. And we will see you tomorrow for chapter one. I, I I don't have the fucking I don't have the book. I don't know what it's called. For chapter one of the Dragon Reborn. Waiting. it is it's time to thank our executive producer big cheese daddy for doing everything that he does to support the show i was gonna write a script for this but i didn't because i don't have my friend steve you want to know why because 3 30 in the morning when i'm recording this you think i want to be doing this of course i want to be doing this because big cheese daddy he's keeping us together he's keeping me together as a person as a as a human being i got a cat next to me he's keeping the cat together Big Cheese Daddy, we love you. We can't thank you enough. And if you want to be like Big Cheese Daddy, join our Patreon, become an executive producer, become a Gouda Grandmaster, and you can hear me thank you like this every episode. Wouldn't you love that? I love that. Do it today. Do it today.